Thank you for tuning in to Carbondale Historical Society's podcast. This episode is part of our This I Remember audio archive. This archive are interviews conducted in the 1980s and 90s by Mary Ferguson, a longtime resident of Carbondale, born in Spring Gulch. These interviews aired on Katie and Kay and were recently donated to the Historical Society by Mary's descendants. The Historical Society wants to thank Katie and Kay, Seven Stars Rebecca Lodge Number 91, Alpine Bank and Meredith and Dan Bullock Ferguson's family, as well as the many other donors and volunteers who came together to save these tapes and make them forever available to our Carbondale community. Enjoy. This, this I remember, Katie and Kay, Mary Ferguson. Tonight, my guest is Debbie Stewart, RSVP, and she is going to tell us more about the retired senior volunteer program and the new project that's being started right here in Carbondale. Debbie? Hi, Mary. Thank you for letting me come. Um, We're real excited about the opportunity to offer or enhance the current meal program for seniors here in Carbondale. And um, what this will be will be an extension in a sense of what they're currently doing up at St. Mary's Catholic Church. Church. Um, I think they are on the second and fourth Wednesdays and the RSVP will be on the first and third Wednesdays. Yes, this meal program will be on the first and third Wednesday of every month and sometimes there's a fifth Wednesday in the month so we'll pick, pick that up too. And just for correction, RSVP isn't sponsoring this. Oh. The Senior Nutrition Project sponsors it, oh, and that sorry. is, no, that's fine. A lot of people get that confused. Um, all the nutrition projects throughout the state of Colorado are sponsored through the Older Americans Act, which is a little bit different federal legislation than the act that supports the RSVP program. Well, I'm glad to know that. It's, uh... It's really a wonderful thing that's happening for Carbondale. Oh, yes. It'll be the eighth meal site in Garfield County. And I probably look right now, even with us going on halftime, there will be an additional 28 serving days scheduled for the seniors on top of what they already have here. Great. And uh, we're just thrilled to give them the opportunity to have another chance to get out of their houses and visit and have an opportunity for a hot, nutritious meal. And don't have to cook. Yes, that's most important. <laughs> and you know, when you live by yourself, cooking for one person is just a plain nuisance. And that the purpose of these congregate meal gatherings, and that's exactly what they are, is congregate, keys off socialization. Yes. The majority of our elderly and all of our communities throughout the counties do live alone, like you, Mary have friends, but they're not at their homes all the time. And they have family, and they're not at their homes all the time. And it's difficult to cook for one, and it's difficult to be alone. So the purpose of these meal programs is for everybody to get out and get a chance to visit, see each other, talk about old times, talk about what they've learned from their friends or a letter they got from their next door neighbor in some other state. So it's really important that they socialize and have the opportunity to visit. Also, you have a bus uh, service, and of course, you have meals in in several places 
How many did you say, 14? Well, Carbondale makes the eighth meal site. The eighth meal site. Where are the other meal sites? We have, uh, <clears throat> we start at the very, very far west end of the valley. We have a meal site at the Parachute Senior Center on Wednesdays. Um, we have a meal, two meal sites in Rifle. One is in a, a commons area of Rifle Senior Housing that meets on Tuesday and Thursday. The other one is at the Rifle Senior Center that meets also on Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, Silt meets at the Congregational Church on Wednesdays. Newcastle meets at the Community Center on Mondays. There are two locations in Glenwood, one at the College on Blake Avenue and one at Sunnyside Seniors Housing. And they meet on Tuesday and Friday. So Carbondale will meet on Wednesday. Now, this will allow Carbondale people to go to other sites that yes. they want. They, they can go every day if they, they want. They could go, yeah, they could go Monday to Newcastle, Tuesday to Glenwood, Wednesday to Carbondale, Thursday they could go to Rifle, and Friday they could be back in Glenwood. Or they could sneak up Valley and go to Elgebel Tuesday and Thursday. Isn't that great? Nobody would have to cook. That's really, uh, as I say, cooking for one person when, uh, oh, I used to cook for a large family. Sure. And now I peel one potato and maybe eat half of it and throw the other half away. <laughs> because it's just, just one one person. And the, the idea of meeting <coughs> with all these people and visiting with them is really an opportunity that's, that's wonderful. Sure it is. Otherwise, so many of us old timers would, wouldn't see our friends at all. No, and that, that is the whole impetus behind even giving this program an opportunity to grow in Carbondale. And I think it's also exciting that some seniors can take advantage of participating in activities at their new town hall. Yes. That is where the meals will be. I am just so thrilled with um, John and his staff there. They've been so helpful, and they're very excited to have us down there. That's great to have her cabin in town. So. Most of us don't have transportation, or don't drive, I should say, and uh, so that we depend on someone else to take us, or the bus. Well, the traveler will be up here early, and if anyone wants to come to meals, <coughs> and they need a bus trip, all we need is an address and a name, and we'll come pick you up for lunch. And, and we need to get a meal reservation from you. And most of you, I think, know Levada Sloan here in Carbondale. Yes. <coughs> Excuse me. Levada is taking the meal reservations. And her number is 963-2778. And if you need a bus schedule, you can still call the Glenwood office at 945-9117. And we'll put you on the list. You can also use my phone number. Nine six three two eight four one, and I can. I do a lot of telephone. <coughs> people, a lot of people call me, and I can also take their reservations, their names. Now, because this is an off-site meal site, in other words, it's not where the kitchen is. Yes. We have to have our meal reservations in by noon on Monday. Oh yes. So that we know yes. exactly how many okay. to set for set. and bring food from Glenwood for them on Wednesday. Yes, you need to know that. <coughs> and, uh, Especially if it's a piecemeal like chicken, so everybody gets the right size piece of chicken. <laughs> we wouldn't want anybody to miss their piece of chicken. That's right, because 
Anyway, so many of us look forward to something like that. It's, it's a treat to have somebody else feed you. Well, sure. And besides that, you get some new flavors, things that you probably wouldn't fix for yourself. You know, I think our first meal is going to be, what, oven-baked chicken and mashed potatoes and gravy and a broccoli cauliflower mix and a, a salad plus, an ups, uh, I think, a peach upside-down cake with a sauce. Now, how many of you would make that for a meal for we yourselves wouldn't. at home? No, we wouldn't. And how many of you could do that for $2? No. Absolutely see, that is a, Yeah, and that's only a suggested donation for the meal. If there are seniors out there that can't afford a meal, all they need to do is come anyway. The Older American Act, which comes through the federal government, helps underwrite the costs of those meals. <coughs> Excuse me, I have your cold. Well, that's another thing we have. We've been passing on to one another <coughs> is this hacky cough. Nevertheless, we'll survive. You bet. And with good meals and all that, <coughs> and the friendships that we experience and all, is really a wonderful opportunity for all of us. Well, now, you know, the seniors uh, that usually cook up at the church take vacation in July. Yes. We'll so, do it every Wednesday in July. Oh. And July happens to have five Wednesdays. What do you know? And where normally they only serve one meal in November, and one meal in December, in December, we'll pick up probably two meals in November and two meals in December. So in other words, the <coughs> meals will go on whether they're served here or up at the Catholic Church. Exactly. They can plan that's, on going to lunch on Wednesdays. That's wonderful. I just know that Wednesday is their day. Wednesday's a busy day, so it's really a a good day for most of the seniors. And I would encourage those that may need a ride to the grocery store to pick up a few groceries, to go after lunch or before lunch. The traveler's going to be up here, can be here as early as 9 o'clock in the morning. That's a wonderful thing to know, especially those of us who do not drive anymore. So you can go to the store, run over to, Jay, you know, to the hardware store, or go to the pharmacy or whatever you need. You can also use the traveler on your meal day to go do that. That's another <coughs> opportunity. And I think that as soon as most of our seniors know about that, they'll be using it constantly. Well, I hope so. And, you know, part of the process here is senior housing is expanding. We still have phase three and phase four to go, but they're working mm -hmm. on it. And more seniors in Carbondale, we need to, to know that the services are here and support them. Our seniors need to know that. And of course, right now, Laveda's not very well. Laveda, are you listening? <laughs> anyway, uh, she has done so much for us, and she's been so busy taking reservations so that you'll know what we're doing as well. well I guess they, Laveda confirmed between 35 and 40 on Friday. I'm planning on 60. So, I mean, I'm just <laughs> estimating they'll probably be anywhere between 55 and 60 there with guests. Mm -hmm. And we'll have some special guests there, I'm sure. Yes, we. I know we have some special guests. We talked about them at the uh, Baptist luncheon today. Good. Talked about the uh, opportunity that's being offered to the seniors. Bus-wise, 
meal-wise, friendship. Friendship, that's really important. That's so important. And this is not limited to your people that live in town. If we have seniors out on Missouri Heights, on Prince Creek Road, over on the mesas, they're welcome to come in and we'll send the traveler out. That is not a problem. And we have seniors day by day because that's one thing we can't, we really can't do anything about that. We're one day older every day. Now, Mary. <laughs> so, anyway, Levada tells me to quit talking about being older, but as I say, next year I'm going to be 29. You're going to be 29 next year. <laughs> yes. I see. So, it's been great to have you here. And uh, I don't know how much more time we have. Well, I can talk a little bit about your meals. Yes, do that. And I think Jerry will come back in. All the meals are uh, published on a menu that's countywide information. How much time do we have? We have about 15 minutes. Um, and the countywide information is, is provided on menus that we put out for seniors at every gathering location and meal site throughout the county. So now Carbondale's name appears on that countywide menu. Good. <clears throat> Our menus um, meet all the minimum one-third recommended daily requirements. So then, and then we encourage extra fruits and extra vegetables inside the menus because a lot of times seniors may or may not have the opportunity or think about eating as many fruits and vegetables as they should. So you'll see juices and lots of vegetables and fruits incorporated into the different menus and meals. And of course, everybody puts it up on the refrigerator and only picks their favorites, but that's normal. But the most important thing is, is that they are, we try to have a different type of, uh, of menu for each different site. We try to have favorites, so if certain sites like chicken better than they like turkey, that's great. Uh, all I need to do is kind of pick those things up when I visit the different sites. Um, we have modified diets available, so if you're a diabetic out there, or you need a special diet, or your doctor says that you need to drink a can of Insure with your meal, all we have to do is have a script from your doctor on file, and we can provide modified menus for you, Great. or mod a modified meal. If you um, have trouble eating or holding a fork, that type of thing, all you need to do is talk to me and we can modify utensils and or silverware to help you uh, eat easier or better if it's hard for you to hold a fork. Those are the kind of things I need to know. If you're an individual that suffers from low vision or blindness and you need a different type of plate or something like that that would aid you in eating, those, other, those types of things we also have available. So, you know, it's, it's an opportunity to have a program to help people get out and enjoy each other's company and have a good hot meal in the process. It's really a wonderful opportunity for all of us to, to do that. I don't see or eat anymore, so I listen to other people. And uh, reading one of these menus, <coughs> it is wonderful. As I say, there's some of our people that can't, well, they just can't take milk. But they need to know about it, and you need to know about it. Sure. 
And we provide milk, their, their choice of 2% milk or real buttermilk with their oh, meal. Oh, I love buttermilk. <laughs> so in other words, I'd better bring extra buttermilk to Carbondale. <laughs> I love buttermilk. Good. I'll bring extra yeah. buttermilk. Good. We also have coffee and tea, but the milk is provided as part of your meal. I don't know of any other project that's, that's offering as much as this meal's bus service. Well, one thing we do offer that we haven't talked about is nutrition education. We have different um, issues on nutrition education that we always put on the back of all the meal, the menus. We also provide a newsletter that comes out every other month. And inside that newsletter are health and wellness and nutritious, nutrition news, as well as news about issues on the traveler, things that are going on with seniors in other areas of the county and um, health, wellness, things like even how the proper <coughs> way to shovel snow is. So, um, and that particular newsletter is being sponsored by a foundation in the Denver area. <coughs> and we've just received renewal for our second year for that newsletter. And you might tell all the seniors that if they're interested in getting a newsletter, the only way to get one is to participate in the programs. That's, that's, your app, that's how you get on the mailing list is to participate in the programs. Well, you'll probably have a lot of, a lot of members that will have, that you'll have your addresses. Good. Great. I, we still have some more time. We'll have some music to play. All right. has been the, uh, as I remember, program, KBNK, as I remember, Mary Ferguson, I thank you for listening. This is Mary Ferguson of KBNK, Carbondale, and beyond. Tonight, I have a special guest who has a special message for us. My guest is Deborah Stewart wife of Jimmy Stewart. She is the director of the RSVP program for the college and she has a message for us. Uh, Deborah, tell us something about your life first and then your special message for us. Well actually I grew up in Eagle, Colorado and then my family moved to Garfield Creek in the Newcastle area. I went to grade school in Newcastle. We went back to Eagle and um, after we left Eagle, we ended up back in Newcastle. So I guess I would have to say I'm a native of the Colorado River Valley. Good. Colorado I, uh, River Valley is quite a valley. Yes, it is. Uh, now your special message is for the retired senior citizen volunteer program, right? That and uh, some of the other things that are going on with our senior nutrition program in Garfield County. Good. My job for the college is Director of Senior Programs, which involves the RSVP program as well as the Senior Nutrition Program and the Senior and Disabled Transportation Program most people know as the Traveler. No, the Traveler, we've used it for many years, wonderful. Yes. It's a very special vehicle that helps a lot of people in a lot of ways. But tonight I'd really like to talk about a request I've had from the seniors in Carbondale to start a meal site.
Carbondale currently is the only town inside Garfield County that doesn't have its own meal site through our senior nutrition program. They have a meal program every other week at the St. Mary's Catholic Church, but have not had a weekly program that is sponsored in a sense through the Nutrition Project. That is a wonderful thing for us to, for you to consider us, consider Carbondale, we need you. Well, what we're excited about is this is the first time since I've had the job and I've been in this position now starting my fourth year that the Carbondale community asks and typically we don't bring a program in unless the community is interested. Uh, the last program we built was about two years ago and that was in Silt and they're having their lunch now one day a week at the Silt Congregational Church and they're having a great time. So I would be very much interested in uh, starting a program in Carbondale. Currently we've done um, a small community survey that seems very very positive uh, I'm proposing that we do that on a Monday. Now there's some mixed emotion about Monday because the traveler does go to, to Grand Junction on Mondays. However, the traveler is now going two, two times a month on Mondays and we're hoping with Mondays then it won't interfere with those people in Carbondale that also want to go to Elgebel or possibly come down to Glenwood for the program. That makes it possible for so many so many nice things for our senior citizens. You bet. And uh, of course the traveler bus is one of the great things and we do support the traveler bus. In fact, took a lot of tin cans, a lot of donations and all to buy our first bus. And of course with Rick Parts as our first driver and he's been there for years, a wonderful person and of the trips that we are able to make to Carbondale, to Grand Junction, the trips that we make here in town, going to the doctor, going shopping, is really a wonderful benefit for those of us who can't drive our own cars anymore. And actually the ridership in Carbondale has increased. Yes, I, indeed. <laughs> I, I think part of that is because of the expansion of the senior housing. Um, and we've had some residents from Glumwood move into the senior housing because it's such a beautiful location. But it's also in a location where they do need some transportation assistance to get to the store or to get to their doctor in, in Glenwood. Or in, in a sense, some of them have to go to specialists all the way to Grand Junction. Right. The uh, senior housing is, the, it's just growing by leaps and bounds and we have a waiting list to, uh, for people who want to be there. Also we have uh, the uh, Heritage Park, which has been a wonderful thing for Carbondale. And the third wonderful thing that has happened to us is our college. You bet. Right it's a great location. Door, a very great location. And I thought when they were said 50 parking spots, I thought, my, oh, my, the confusion. There is no confusion. Those people are very considerate. And we, I live right across the street, so I know all that traffic that goes by. It's, it's not bad at all, it's good. Well, Carbondale is so lucky to have uh, the Lapala Center yes, and what, what they c that college location can bring to the Carbondale community. I myself have taken a couple of workshops there and had several meetings there and I'm, I'm impressed by the staff and the building every time I go in there. It's a wonderful place. And of course, years ago, the Eastern Slope didn't want us to have colleges on the Western Slope. And so many of our kids are farm kids, 
many of them couldn't afford to go away to school. And now they can go to school, and so can their parents and their grandparents. We have grandparents taking classes there. We have parents taking classes there, and it's a wonderful place. Well, I have a confession to make, Mary. My first college degree is from Carter Mountain College. Well, I graduated you. in 1973. I was the first female recipient of the Holy Cross Cattlemen Scholarship. Great. My, for my degree, I took it by leaps and bounds because years ago you'd take the teacher's examination and teach, but you had to take it every year, of course. But now when you get your college degree and your teacher's degree, mine's from Greeley. Well, I went on to CSU, and then I did my graduate work at Northern Arizona University in Flagstaff. So you have quite a quite a range to draw from. Well, I hope so, <laughs> after yes, all of that time. It was a great experience. I wouldn't sh uh, trade any of my college education or experience for anything. I have two degrees from CMC, and I would have to say out of all of my education and classwork that my hardest classes were at Carter Mountain College even through my graduate program. The hardest classes I struggled with were at Carter Mountain College, they and that made me a much better student where I went to other places. At one time, well, when the, the college is about 30 years old or something like it's that. We're celebrating our 30th birthday. Can anyway, you believe that? It was just a twinkle in the eyes of some enterprising people, and we were looking for a place to put a college. And they said, oh, no, not up there in the boondocks. It'll last a year. It lasted a year. Look what has done in the next 29 years. Absolutely fantastic, the people that go through there. Well, we have 14 locations for the college now, and three of those locations are residential campuses. We cover a large component part of northwest Colorado, covering parts of nine counties. So we have a very large service area, and probably a student body of over 20,000 students. It's very impressive. From its early days, it's just come so far. And it's such a special educational place to be. It is offering such a wonderful opportunity that we never had before. Now, of course, our farmers are not raising crops. They're raising houses. We've built hundreds of houses in the last five or ten years and those people have diversified interests and diversified needs. They, uh, tell us something about some of these special things that the college is doing. The internet. Oh, it's um, most all students now as they go into classes have access to internet through the computer labs, uh, really high-tech, high-touch. Uh, we have now programs which we call uh, interactive video. And the inter interactive video uh, programs allow students that may need a specialty course for their graduation, where in the past, for years, we've had to cancel a course because there wasn't enough of a, a group to make a course go. Now if we have to have a physics course or a chemistry course, we could have two students in Rifle, two students in Glenwood, two in Breckenridge, one in Leadville, um, one in Eagle, one in Vale. Steamboat. And they, yeah, and Steamboat. And they'd all have the same instructor and be videoed together where these, all of these students would have a, con a, a group together that would justify offering a class so that so many more of them can talk to each other 
we have students now that that have relationships long distance it is know. wonderful i know some of the students were even taking Clorcas out of london and uh, out of germany and france it was it's fantastic yeah it and it has a long you know we have so many opportunities now with technology and carter mountain college i would say is kind of on the cutting edge of some of the things that are coming into the community uh, we do do some of our long distance meetings and gatherings uh, via the interactive video uh, and hopefully there will be some other opportunities for upper, upper level degree courses to come into this valley over interactive video given time. So it's the valley has so many opportunities given Carter Mountain College and I'm surprised that more people don't take advantage of something right near their back door. Many people really don't know what is in their back door. And that's one thing I want you to tell them about it now. <laughs> well, the opportunities that, that we have, our seniors, our, even our kindergartners for that matter. Well, one thing, I work at the Blake Center, which is a, is a component part of the Roaring Fork campus. Roaring Fork campus involves three sites the Lapalus Center here in Carbondale, uh, the Blake Center or Glenwood Center in Glenwood Springs and the Spring Valley Campus. That encompasses the Roaring Fork Campus. And in working at the Blake Center, the interesting thing is you can come in the morning and see the kids going to mini college and, and be around midday to lunch time and here's the seniors coming in for lunch and we're having different kinds of classes and games that some of them are staying to play with. So it's a broad spectrum. Of, of we also have seniors now that are taking some of our internet and computer classes. So um, it's really exciting to see the age range of people involved with the college. My focus specifically has been with the seniors and I think part of my goal is to give opportunities or find information or referral um, and to share that information with anybody inside the valley that's interested in, in questions or uh, ideas. One thing we've done is work hard with the Senior Link program to connect seniors from Aspen to Parachute, not only with information and resources, but with ways to work together so we can all uh, you know, accomplish a common goal, which for some seniors is just to stay in our own home for as long as we have the choice. That's and the nice thing. You can stay, you can get a college degree, as I could now, just by walking across the street. Exactly. And at one time it was, it was quite a chore to go away, to go to the Eastern Slope. It was a long time before we got Gunnison as a college, and then when we got the uh, college in Glenwood, it was really, or I mean in Grand Junction, they had uh, quite, a, quite a struggle to become colleges. You know, and I would remind our parents and, and some of our teenagers in high school now to look at Carter Mountain College, to look seriously at it. You know, and if you don't want to stay close to mom and dad, then go to Steamboat. They have a beautiful campus in Steamboat. You're far enough away that mom's not going to check on you every day. <laughs> or go to Leadville. There's some outstanding programs in both of those campuses. If you don't want to be that close to home, there are all kinds of options. But I think if you're trying to make up your mind what you really want to do or study or try, just to get transfer level courses, Carter Mountain College is a perfect opportunity and a perfect place to do that experimentation and, and finding out what kind of things interest you. We've had some kids that have taken advantage 
they had enough credits for their high school, their senior class donation, I mean, graduation. And in the meantime, they were taking courses from the college. And I know one girl, in fact, she's a relative of mine, that last, when she graduated from high school, she got two diplomas, one from the high school, graduating senior, and one from CMC as a freshman. Exactly. There are, uh, is a House bill that's been passed, I think it's House Bill 1244, that allows students to take advanced level placement courses at college level for high school credit. Um, and there are a lot of students that are now taking English composition, uh, upper level mathematics, et cetera, as juniors and seniors in high school. And it shows up as well on a college credit and they see it on their high school diploma. So they can take it for high school credit while getting the college experience while they're right here in their own right valley. It is, it's a wonderful opportunity. Tell us more about the, the nutrition part, the survey I'm that you made. Okay, our, it's a simple survey. Mostly it asks um, if you would be interested in a meal project, how much you know about the current project. It had a suggestion of a day. Um, it also asked what area that you might like to attend a meal in. And throughout the, I took kind of some of the questions through some, through some of the information that's been gathered throughout the valley. We have uh, now been serving lunches in senior centers, in commons room of senior housing, in a congregational church, in a community center, in the college. So I gave them some options like, would you like to see your lunch held in a church, a town hall or city building? a school or college, etc. And all of those ranked pretty closely. One thing that you have to look into is a um, room capability of tables and chairs and how many people you can serve safely, especially elderly people because you can't have the tables too close together so people can get in and out and it's got to be wheelchair accessible, especially where we have more and more walkers and more and more wheelchairs in, our, in this area. So I think that um, any place is a possibility. It's just something that needs to be checked into. I also ask them for some of their favorite dinners and, and some of their dislikes. And I think some of their favorites, a lot of them really like pork chops up here. Oh, I can't figure out what's chops. going on. Pork chops, meatloaf, spaghetti were favorites, roast beef. Um, some of the non-favorites or foods that were disliked was lamb, liver, and okra. Now, I have no idea why people would dislike lamb, liver, and okra, but... Those came up quite often on the survey. Um, we're going to be still completing more community surveys. Right now, Heritage Park is completing a survey with the assisted living and some of the nursing home residents there that would like to get out. And I will be looking to put together a steering committee of local people from Carbondale to kind of sit down and plan and talk about what a meal site would mean. I think some people are confused. Because this is a partially funded federal program, um, the initial reaction is, oh dear, it's a federal program, we've got to do a lot of paperwork, we've got to follow a lot of rules. We've tried to make that uh, not necessarily non-existent, but not as existent to the site. We handle most of that at the office. At, a, at an off-site uh, place where we bring the food in, all we have to do is have the coffee made, have ta safe tables that are, that are comfortable and comfortable places to sit, silverware, salt and pepper, cream and sugar, and napkins. Hey, we bring everything else in. 
we bring all of the dinner we bring all of the plates um, and all of that comes in with the meal on the buses and it's set up and served by volunteers we pick up everything and haul it out so that's how a meal site works um, only two of our seven sites in Garfield County are on site in other words they are where the kitchens are we work with two contracted kitchens one in East Garfield County and that currently is Sunnyside Retirement Center or Club 60 it's the Sunnyside senior uh, housing right beside Valley View in Glenwood Springs and the kitchen that I work with in the western end of the county is out of the Rifle Senior Center that's managed by the city of Rifle. Now we served over 28,000 meals last year and that was amongst the seven different sites. Uh, we do ask for a contribution towards the meal and that set contribution rate is $2. I was surprised at the survey in Carbondale. Most everybody said $2 or higher when I asked them what they thought the suggested contribution level would be. Uh, but And we have several seniors that necessarily can't afford the $2, put in what they can, and that is perfectly fine with me, or I'll go out in the community and work to raise funds to help those seniors on a rather fixed income that makes coming to a meal site on a regular basis a hardship. I worked with the Wednesday meals, and many of our seniors, in fact, almost all of them put in $2 and think, well, that's you can't buy a meal as good as the one they served for $2 anywhere. No, and those the meals that we serve are, are fully uh, meet one-third of the recommended daily allowance. Uh, they are approved by a dietitian. They're approved at the state level. I must have to send menus at least to three or four different, different entities to have them approved. But uh, we focus on good, good, solid meat, um, lots of fresh vegetables or frozen vegetables if we can get them, as much fruit as we can get, not heavy into a lot of baked things, but um, fat old, in a sense, old-fashioned food that's good for you, but also healthy as well. It is really the only real meal that some of our seniors get. But true. Because if they cook for themselves, they'll open up a can of soup or something like that and let go of that. Well, over the last two years, I've been doing a nutrition screening initiative with the majority of the seniors in Garfield County. And you get different, you're asked a series of questions. And those questions might be something like, I eat alone, I eat few fruits and vegetables, I have over, the, uh, over three prescribed medications per day. And each one of those sets a certain risk factor out there. And currently, we're pushing 30% of the seniors involved in our program are at nutritional risk. And part of the reason I'm looking at Carbondale is because some, if the seniors had another opportunity for another warm, hot, nutritious meal, that gives them one more chance to get some more nutritious food in their system. What I found out from some of our other clients is this is their, you know, their big meal of the day. They may save up and go home and only have a bowl of soup or maybe some cottage cheese or a little bit of yogurt in the evening after they have a meal. So this really is a focus of the day. And where the church now, it, which I think is a, an outstanding program, only can do it two times a month and then not in July and only once in November, that, that puts people out there for possibly an opportunity to get some more meals. Yes, now, if somebody, needed ones. Yeah, if somebody was really thinking about it, uh, I would also encourage the people from Elgibel to participate in this program. 
where the seniors in Carbondale and Elgibel could work together. I believe Elgibel's doing their meals now on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yes. And Glenwood is doing theirs on Tuesdays and Fridays. So if someone figured this out right, they could eat Monday, Tuesday, every other Wednesday, Thursdays and Fridays. And they wouldn't have to cook. And that's wonderful when you don't have to cook <laughs> anymore. <laughs> they could call the bus and they wouldn't have to cook. So it's really, uh, it's such a good thing that this is being offered. Well, I think that the other important component of this we haven't really talked about yet, the key to a nutrition project is beyond nutrition. It's socialization. Yeah, that's true. Very and true. And what I say, and, and I guess my feeling behind the whole thing is, it's important to get up and get out of the surroundings that you're in and see some friends and visit. If I happen to feed you a good, hot, nutritious meal, that's wonderful. But I've often asked people after dinner what they had for lunch, and they were so busy visiting, they didn't even know what they ate. <laughs> so that was really important to me, as socialization is a very key component. It is wonderful because you see people that you wouldn't see otherwise. No. And you may necessi not necessarily make a special trip to visit with them. Because, well, so many people don't have the transportation to make those trips, those visits. And uh, I've known people that wait from one meal to the next just to see some of their old friends. Exactly. And that's what this program's all about. It's beyond a nutritious meal. It's meeting friends and having socialization activities. Well, I'm very happy that you came up and are telling our seniors, telling Carbondale, what is in, what's possible for us to have. Thank and you very much. And I'm glad you're here. Thank you so much, Mary. Thank you for listening to another fantastic installment of This I Remember by Mary Ferguson. For the full archive of all of the episodes, please visit carbondellhistory.org. If you would like to be able to search through the entire transcription library of all of her episodes, please email info at carbondellhistory.org. Thanks so much. Stay tuned. Subscribe.